Row, row, row your boat. It's China Spoilers. Um, well, I think it's, it's smart. 
I think it's when, when we're hungry we can pick them. Living on the edge. Yeah. So that's the basil update and the school update. The school update wasn't as exciting as I hoped. Um, but I did have a few interesting cultural moments last week. I had lunch with my friend Jessie, who you may have seen in some of our old videos. We interviewed her. She's a med school student. She's finished med school here in China, and she's going to the United States, actually, to study biotechnology, I think is what she said a lot. Um, but she was one of my very first students ever, back when I was teaching middle school. She was not a kindergarten student who is now a grad student. We haven't been here that long. Um, but yeah, she's one of my very first students, and now she's a grad student on her way to the United States, which is very exciting. Um, and we were talking, because she did study medicine, um, we were talking about Chinese medicine versus Western medicine versus everything. Um, <laughs> and we had a funny little moment, because she was asking me, like, well, what if you just, what if you have a headache... Do you just get the medicine yourself? And to me, that question meant, like, if it's a small illness, can you just take care of it yourself? And so I was like, oh, yeah, if you have a headache or a stomachache or a sore throat, you can just you can just go to the pharmacy yourself. And then she was like, no, because headaches are very serious, and they have many different causes. You can't just pick out your own medicine. You have to talk to the doctor, which I thought was really interesting. Um... And I mean, yeah, a headache does have a, a lot of different causes, and so traditional Chinese medicine treats the root. Um, which That's like from the core? Yeah. <laughs> from your stomach? Yeah. Well, I mean, it might be from your stomach, it might be from your ear. It's a lot about your, your temperatures being balanced, I think, um, which I don't know. Hence the hot water. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why everybody drinks hot water. Um, I don't know how much I buy into it. It's not science tested, but it is tradition tested. What does that mean? Um, and I did go to a doctor today and get some Chinese medicine, and it made me feel better. Speaking of, um, you met an old dude. Oh, yeah. When I, so I went to the clinic I usually go to, and there's usually... The doctor who's there was not there, and it was this older guy, and he wasn't wearing, usually they do wear a white coat, and they look doctory. He wasn't wearing that because it's like super hot out, so he was just wearing like this old man flowy shirt, um, and he was sitting in the doctor's seat, but I, like... There's a way here with older people that sometimes they just like sit places because they're old, and that's fine. <laughs> so I was not sure he was the doctor, even up to the moment he asked me to sit down and look in my mouth. And then I was like, oh, he has a little badge with like official looking stuff on it. He is the doctor, <laughs> which I realize is, I have no excuses, it's just totally ageist of me that like, this old dude is the doctor, but he was the doctor. Um, and he gave me some stuff, stuff stuff to dissolve in hot water. I mean, I think it's, I think it is, it's a combo of Western medicine and Chinese medicine. Um, and it worked. And it made me feel better, so it worked. Um, 
And to be perfectly honest, I don't know what the stuff that American doctors give me does, so... I'm a terrible... I'm a, don't, don't, don't base any, any judgment on what I say, because I'll just do whatever anyone tells me to do. And, um... The same service you would have gotten at CBS. Yeah, more service than that, because they don't... No one tells you anything at CBS. <laughs> they don't have an old man at CBS. Yeah. Well, and, and by contrast, like, he did give me an examination, and we talked about, like, do you have a cough? Is there a headache? Is your nose running? What kind of stuff is coming out of your nose? Like, all the right questions. And it was more detailed than when I go to the Western medicine doctor at the hospital for my asthma medication, which he doesn't ever tell me anything. He's just, like, he looks at the test that we run and circles a number, and he's like, here, now you take this. And, like, I, f I feel a little more informed by the clinic doctor, to be perfectly honest. Well, my doctor, like, it's never anything other than, like, stand up, turn around. Yeah, and sit yeah. Sit back down, and here's a bunch of medicine. Yeah. And... I don't, I can't tell if your doctor is asking for us, waiting for us to ask more questions, or is just like, do what you're told and get out of here. <laughs> well, he's always got a big line. He does. I mean, that's the thing with going to the hospital. To the hospital is they schedule like 20 patients an hour, and it is a lineup. And some departments do enforce the lineup. Um, but some departments don't, and it's just like a scrum around the doctor's desk. It's some like. Being a doctor in China sounds miserable. It sounds like people are yelling at you all day, being sick. Yeah. And not waiting their turn. I don't know how he gets like that. I can't stand it in kindergarten, and they are mostly not sick. He's got like a steely eye, like, to his paper and to his his console. It's just that oh, yeah, there's yeah. nothing, there's like 40 people yelling at him. It's, he's just... He's got his, like, cone of... Concentration. Yeah. <laughs> Your doctor's very congenial. Yeah. My doctor is not congenial. He's not friendly <laughs> at all. Luckily, my doctor has um, a nurse ratchet that's at the door. Oh yeah, she she's very much into enforcement. Whenever. My do my doctor. Nobody, nobody even bucks the lineup. Everybody lines up. Nobody even uh -huh. like. Uh, someone down there is, is running the show with a iron fist. Yeah, upstairs, if, if your doctor's nurse is not keeping things in order, people do tend to creep in. Right ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> Although, people look out for us at the hospital. Yeah. I mean, white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is at the hospital, especially when you were very sick, I was just like, I know that we're getting better treatment, but I, I'm, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could even tell being out of it was a little upsetting. Like, yeah. What about that guy? Don't matter. Go. <laughs> <laughs> but I've tried to give back in other ways. Yeah. I try to I try to teach the children well. <laughs> I try to do my job that they pay me for. But yeah, so that's that was my that was my medical experience, and then kind of related. Also, we did a so Thursday at school is cooking cooking day with four year olds is never like 
heat applied. So we made like yogurt pops. So they got to mix yogurt and like some fruit or granola or candies or whatever and mix it in and then they stuck them in a, a pop maker. But in China, it's a big deal eating cold food and hot food. And so some of the children, my uh, aide, my assistant, asked all the parents, which I was very grateful that that's her job. Um, but some of the kids were not allowed to eat them frozen. They had to eat them room temperature, which caused a stir when the frozen pops wouldn't pop out of the molds and the room temperature pops were ready right away. And I mistakenly gave out the room temperature pops first, not anticipating that we would have the cold issue. And so the kids are snacking away, and the other kids are like, where's mine? And that's that's a disaster. But, I mean, I thought that was interesting. Like, you'd never have to have... You'd have, you'd have to have so many other considerations making snack in an American school anyway, like peanut allergies or whatever, other allergies... Food allergy is a huge thing. In China, food allergy is nothing. Nobody talks about food allergy. But if your food is cold, you have to get, like, special permission for the kids to eat cold food. And even, like, the water they drink during the day. Some of them are very specific. Like, they have to have a hot water during the day. They can't even drink room temperature water. Which I still have the question with, did they know that the yogurt was... What about... Did they, they just think it was kind of turn into ice cream? Or I mean, it froze like a freezy pop. Yeah, so it was like a fudgex, fudgical? Yeah, yeah. It was like that. And what did those kids, did they enjoy that? The ones that ate the... Oh, they loved it. I mean, everybody loved it because it's yogurt with stuffing. <laughs> um, and were the kids that didn't get the frozen version... No one seemed particularly upset. I mean, even that young, they have already internalized that, like, cold is bad. Mm -hmm. And some of them, I think, find it unpleasant. Hmm. Um. Even in a tasty treat. Even in a tasty treat. On a hot day. Yeah. What happened? Ah! There's a huge... Wow, that's big. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, those must be cicadas. We got a cicada. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. No, I can't really. Um, but wow, is it? Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's very big. Can you see? Can you, no, can you bring it close? I can cut Let's it out see. if we. Okay, cicada can. Can you see it through there? The glare is kind of. Oh, you can get it a little. Don't come in. Don't come in the house. It's like a freaking bird. Here's my hand for reference. Pretty big. Can. I could just chop that <coughs> a little bit up. Hopefully we actually heard it on the cam, and it, it hit like a bird. Yeah. Well, there were two, and one came in, and oh, like hand, 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 hand. flapped on the window there. Okay. Yeah, it sounded like a bird. I thought somebody like threw a baseball at the window. I thought we were coming another earthquake. <laughs>
<laughs> Although earthquakes aren't loud. <laughs> and not nearly as loud as that. Yeah. But yeah, it's cicada season. They are, and they are they make loud noises when with with their wings, legs. How well, that one hit with its body. But that, yeah, that one actually, that was like, that was like landing noise. Yeah, it, I, what is it that makes the noise? That, that, is that their wings? Maybe? I don't know. Kind Let's, of like a grasshopper. Well, grasshopper, that's their legs, isn't it? It's their legs, which are... are or that's crickets are like, with their yeah. legs. I don't know what it is on a cicada, but... Is there that, whatever big that big honker? Whatever that was, it... Flew into the window like a bird, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like for a second, we live on the twentieth floor, but for a second, I was like, "Is someone here?" <laughs> someone does a kid have an arm to throw twenty-eight floors from the from the pool? Yeah. Excitement. <laughs> Love those cicadas. So what were we talking about? Oh, the yogurt pops. Yogurt pops. Yeah. So I mean, they came out. I don't, the kids, once they had their own, they don't compare. They're not, like, mm. terribly worried about the other kids. They got their own business. Yeah, they got their own business. They eat them up, some faster than others. Um, but, yeah, it was just, it was an interesting week of, like, folk wisdom coming to the fore. I mean, because America has a ton of folk wisdom about health, too. Um... You just don't notice it because it's around you all the time. You mean like, don't wear your socks to bed or... Is that something? Yeah, you're, I think your feet fall off or something. Oh. I don't wear my socks to bed because I don't like things on my feet. Or your feet to fall off. Well, I also like my feet attached. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that kind of stuff. Although I never heard of that, but yeah. Right. Exactly. Whatever those wives' tail kind of... Yeah, yeah. China's just working from a different set. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was a cultural thing that happened to me. Two cultural things. What else? Um, what else happened? We didn't really do anything this week. I've been talking on the phone more in Chinese, which is <laughs> <laughs> that's scary and exciting. <laughs> it's all like coordinating deliveries and things, but. It's good practice. I mean, I don't like talking on the phone in general. Mm. Um, and doing it in Chinese is really hard. And doing it in Chinese to be like, Where's my ice cream? You forgot it! Is it trigger restroom. Yeah. We had a visit from the police. That's true. They called ahead this time because they have been missing me. Yeah. The past couple times. So they had to call and schedule an appointment. <laughs> yeah. It's our same usual officer. Yeah, you recognized her. Because yes. you've been home every time. <laughs> yes, we got, we got her, we and it was like the quickest... Again, I don't want to get anyone into trouble. They did a very thorough job. And just like that every time. It's perfect. But there was like the most perfunctory like, Okay, you're here. Good. Snap. Okay, bye. Who were the... Uh, she had like some workmen with her. Yeah, those were our our maintenance workers for our, our complex. Huh? What they did? Did they? they let I think her they in? let her in downstairs. And yeah. they took the photo shoot. Yeah, that that is, if I may speak broadly, another interesting, funny thing about Chinese culture is that 
I don't know if it's just service workers or, like, everybody has this in them of, like, like, the maintenance workers of our apartment complex, the policewoman gave her, them the phone and had them take the picture, like, they're helping out. <laughs> and, and, but I've seen that, like, with not just police, of, like, everyone is expected to do every job. Well, that sounds very Chinese. And, but... It's like, where the, the, they're, I mean, they, they seem to be having a good time. It was kind of like a maybe a break of like, oh yeah, we'll get to go upstairs, we'll hang out in the air conditioning, take a couple of pictures. Right. <laughs> hang out with the foreigners. Yeah, why not? Not plunging any toilets. Yeah, it couldn't... I don't know if that's what... I don't think they do that kind of maintenance. Right. But, um, but they whatever do, it is, it, yeah. it, they, were, they were happy, pleased to help. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's the thing is like, I've seen, there's, I've been in a lot of situations where it's just like, hey you, carry these boxes upstairs and like okay <laughs> that's not his job though <laughs> I mean it's not I, I don't know how to explain it it's not that everybody's going around giving each other jobs but it is like well I mean I guess that's part they're of they're just people are helping each other I guess that's <laughs> what I'm amazed at <laughs> we, see, we see it all the time with I mean we've seen it with even with our Chinese friends that like like that time Patrick was we were like lost looking for something in, t in the center of town. Oh, yeah, And he's yeah. from town, and he, he just, like, knocked a guy on the sh shoulder, like, where's this thing? The guy's like, over there. What? Yeah, what? yeah, and we were like, do you know that guy? And he's like, no. Right. <laughs> do, do, do you see, say, thanks, or... Yeah. No, that's just what people are doing. And that might be, that might be a South China thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody, or a Luzhou thing. Everybody treats each other like they know each other. Well, I, 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 I mean... And that they owe each other a favor. <laughs> or, the, or the time that uh, we had just bought the big massage chair. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we happened to... We weren't able to get a taxi where we usually had... It was after dinner. It was getting dark out. And we were standing there waiting for a taxi. And no taxis were coming. And a couple, older couple, yeah. saw us there with a big, huge, heavy mechanism... And they helped us, like, we knew how to get a taxi and everything. Mm -hmm. It was a long time ago, so you didn't have any Chinese to, like, really yeah. tell them. But, like, they helped us up, like, three blocks and, like, over yeah, five blocks. Yeah, they carried all our stuff. All of our, we're like, but let's, no, wait, no, we're, okay, I guess we're, all right. Yeah, I mean, people, people are helpful. And, and I don't know, yeah, like, is that... But people are imagine, helpful, but also, like, people are, people... Like, the policewoman didn't think twice about deputizing these guys who don't work for her right. <laughs> to, to do. And I've been in other situations, like, that is not just the police, but, like, if I'm doing something and you're, like, the worker, I can just be like, hey, worker, can you do this? We see the people that work on um, on the street, like the, 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 the crosswalkers and stuff, they'll help out any old job that goes by. But yeah, like yeah. you were saying, like I wonder if there's that. I mean, I can't imagine. I've never really seen anything like that when we've been in the big cities, like Chengdu or anything. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder. I mean, it's certainly something that we thought about when we living in Luzhou, as opposed to like if we were going to move somewhere to a bigger city. That like this is just that small town, even though it's a big city. It, mm. That's still there's that kind of mentality of wherever yeah. we are, and of course. We're foreigners, so it yeah, helps out. Yeah. Like... But then, like, on the other hand, my our doorman, um, 
When we have really heavy packages, they offer to bring them up for a fee. Not a, mm. not a large fee, and well, sometimes I take them up on it for them to make a couple of extra bucks. I, like, I would feel weird being just like, hey, bring that up to my apartment. Mm. Um, but if he's like, for, for 30 cry, we can bring those up. Sure, why not? Yeah, I don't want to bring those up. <laughs> it's heavy. <laughs> um... So don't. yeah, I mean it's a, it's it's an observation that I don't have any any solid analysis of yet, I guess. But it certainly is from day one has helped us as our life in Lujoe has just been yeah. like a constant like when whenever we see people even like with taxi cabs and stuff, everyone complains uh, like in the big city in particular, just like you would in New York or LA or whatever. Yeah. That you know it's so and we, I guess we've seen when we were in Kunming, there was, they always had a hard time with taxis. I don't know if they still do or not, but like... Yeah, Kunming was harder to get a taxi. <laughs> but our life here in Luzhou has always been very helpful, like... Yeah. So well, like, the first time that we moved apartments, or the, when we moved from Luzhou to Lijiang, and we got in that mess where we hired a courier instead of mm. a moving company. <laughs> um, but we were boxing everything up and packing it up. And our head teacher just, like, grabbed some boys and was like, you oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> help them carry this stuff. And it was I mean, like, we were kind of like, uh, but we do want the help. And so we, like, and they're, you know, 16. Carry our stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a team full of strong... I mean, they were from the, the basketball team. Or yeah, yeah, team, or so they were like, going to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but they're a bunch of strong young boys, so, yeah. like... And, of course, your, if your teacher tells you to do something, you're going yeah, to. Yeah. But they didn't seem, like, put out by it. They were, no, 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 no. In fact, they did a, a crack job at getting us in and out as best yeah. as possible. We should have so. got their numbers. We could hire yeah. them again. <laughs> <laughs> should have paid them something. Yeah, I guess we should. <laughs> I don't know if they would have taken it though. They probably would, especially with the teacher around. Yeah. I think. I think that was like they're supposed to. Do. Yeah, I think teacher Sarah would have like slapped it out of their hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so people are helpful, and uh, yogurt is room temperature. <laughs> China. Um. Do we have any business? Um, What's our subscriber count these days? We're at 206 today. Okay. Okay. A slow crawl? Slow crawl. I think we're in that kind of slow area where yeah. it's going to be... We're just... The increments of where, where things fall, of like... Of how people will notice you. Like, they, there seem to be like huge pockets as to... Like, just like no you one's plateau gonna... for a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that you just found out today that even if you're our subscriber, you may not necessarily see our videos. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you ring the bell. More work for you, because YouTube's not showing you our stuff, even yeah. though you've asked them to show them your stuff. Something like... That's the business. <laughs> the, the average is something like 10% of viewers that are subscribed have actually hit the bell. So, looking at those... YouTube is uh, will let all the, 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 the YouTubers know that they should tell all their subscribers to hit the bell. So rather than them just telling people, 
Like, <laughs> well, you've got to like tell from people our to... perspective, the whole reason we give you free content is so that you'll share our content with people. Mm. But but if you don't even that know, doesn't that doesn't work for you too. Yeah. Well, we're not we're not like that addictive conspiracy theory sweet sweet oh, yeah. addiction video. <laughs> <laughs> we're not addictive. In fact, you might need a break after watching us. <laughs> Well, that's our business thing, is that we have been putting out videos every day. Oh, yeah? Just about, I think, every day. Um, Keep the flame alive. <laughs> Good job. Partially because of splitting these videos up, these spoiler videos, into little spoiler videos. Yeah. I think that's our main thing that we've been working on. Well, and would you say you think more people watch the shorter videos than the full... I think, looking at the numbers from last week, if we get a usual around 20 viewers of a full hour and a half long, mm -hmm. if I split those down into four different separate pieces, each of those got about 20 some odd views. Okay. So. Interesting. And those vary from somewhere between 30 minutes to like five minutes or something, so. Mm. Um, yeah, they're, I mean, at, and the thing is, I guess, with splitting it up, like, last week we talked about Marvel, so there's a whole full half hour of Marvel stuff, which mm -hmm. is, like, something we don't usually talk about. Not necessarily just movies or entertainment, we're not, like, critics or anything, but... Yeah. That maybe you see, you're wondering, should I go see Spider-Man in China? Maybe there's some yeah. information there you might come, use. Come to China and watch Spider-Man. It's an IMAX theater. <laughs> but uh -huh. that spreads it around a little bit more. I don't know. That's we'll see. But okay. that's... Uh, also what we're doing is we're, we're making shorter videos. So if there's short little videos all throughout the week, I guess that kind of scatter shots, shotguns out more... Mm -hmm possibilities to see other people or so other people to see us rather so we're trying to do that less actual like promoting ourselves on on all the facebook's and reddit's and instagrams and stuff and just kind of like let everything sit whoever sees us whoever sees us that can find us and maybe we can kind of build that way because we tried the other way and <laughs> what do you do it's summer break Relax. Yeah, and everyone's on vacation too. I can even tell by all the other YouTubers that I follow. Oh like, yeah. Like everyone's kind of lackadaisical, mm. especially the China ones because everyone's gone home or they've gone on vacation. Or they're teaching summer camp. Or they're teaching oh. summer camp. <laughs> so. Summer camp is actually big bucks for English teachers in China. Yeah, mucho oh. wise, because it's more intense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah. People, the schools want to offer like a full day experience or like like I've never I've had been offered this but I've never taken stuff because I hate camping <laughs> but like going camping with kids as an English teacher is a big program I think in the mm. summer which if you like that kind of thing I think would be awesome like here they go out to uh, Sichuan is right next to Tibet and so part of the geographical and Pe people logical ethnic. ethnic that's the word <laughs> thank you um part of that that's you know that borders are not real um part of that culture is in Sichuan and part of that landscape is in Sichuan and there is a big 
summer program that goes out to the Tibet, the Sichuan Tibetan mm-hmm. Plateau. But even um, our... Which our, is supposed to be beautiful. Even our, our town is surrounded by what, well, when we first got here, we called mountains. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone laughed at us that those aren't mountains. And yeah. When you see the mountains who are only a few hours away, well, I can see them. But yeah, these these are mountains. <laughs> but they're definitely like they're bigger than anything that like in New England. I mean, not all of New England, but like. They're well, def- like the Berkshires aren't that. Yeah, they're not too impressive mountain-wise. <laughs> it's lovely, lovely vacationing, but it's not like super mountain climbing. Yeah, um, but when we go up to um, what's what's the the monastery? Function. Function Mountain. Yeah. Like that's definitely that's a big tram ride up and everything and But on the other hand, it's just a tram. Well it's just a tram, but I mean like you've got like nature and cliffs and oh, caves yeah, yeah, and lakes and yeah, yeah it's just beautiful. beautiful nature all around us. Yeah. All and even like just minutes outside of the the city itself is yeah. all farmland and less yeah. so more these days, but <laughs> It's a bread basket. Yeah. And a geological wonderland. So I would imagine that, yeah, if you were to do that, if you were a camping person. If you were outdoorsy. I mean, that's when we first got here, we noticed that there's so many camping stores. Yeah. In Lujau, even. Yeah. Um, Because if you are a hiker, camper, outdoorsman, um, this is a good place to set out from because there's a lot of... had to put together, like, by going to Chengdu and seeing yeah. there was so many camping stores and then yeah. we noticed that, like, at the hostel that they would be, take a trip to this mountain yeah. or a trip to that <laughs> mountain. We're like, there's, oh. like, 15-day hike. Sign up at the front desk. <laughs> we're in a mountain climbing area. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And then it made sense when we came back and we are like, that's why. Because we, we couldn't figure out who in our town is buying tents and camping gear that like it didn't seem like to be a thing it is now but yeah. a lot of people are buying tents so that they can like just hang out when they bring yard. them to the park yeah. yeah so they won't go in the sun yeah it becomes your little outdoor karaoke hut yeah bring your little karaoke speaker barbecue and a tent it's just like fourth of july fourth of july every day Every day? No. <laughs> no, it's too hot. It's too hot for that. Yeah. Fourth of July and May, and then stay inside because it's too hot. Well, it's like uh, one of those first years when we were on the school mm-hmm. that we had a hibachi out on our uh, back porch, and we had the, the girls over to make pizza. Oh, yeah. And they're like, why would you have... Th- it's, it's almost summer. Yeah. Why, why do you have this? They were like, you should cook this in the wintertime. <laughs> It's summer. It's already hot. Ooh, Fourth of July. What yeah. a stupid idea. <laughs> Make a fire in the summer. Yeah. It was good pizza, though. Well. They liked it. At the time, it was the best pizza that we could get. Yeah. With that little baby bell cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um. What well, other sections we got? What? Let's commentary. Commentary. On what? What do we got? Um, what did you put up this week? Let's see. We have the series of the spoilers. So we the this we went from China spoilers and mm. the Louis chopped them down into spoiled foreigners. Yeah. Our, our segments. So that's that's maybe if you've noticed some repetition, that's why that is. Yeah. So if you've watched the China spoilers, 
You don't need to watch the spoiled foreigners. Unless you you're not paying attention during this this one. Right. And you need to keep point repeated. But and, if you've watched the spoiled foreigners, if you've watched all of them, you might not have seen all of them. They're, they're, they're the, not all the same uh, segments. Uh, uh, uh. So if you think that you're going to get it all just by watching the short segments, you're, you're not. missing out. There's bonus content if you watch the full-on China spoiler. Right. Spoiler alert, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's what we're doing with that. And while we're in a, in a period of low production, that's kind of, that's what we're doing with the channel these days, so we don't have to... Well, we have that. Go on hands. We have the beginning of, of chopping down and reformatting some of the old ones. So we had, it's not what we, it's not about what we want, which was the one about the kids in the... Graduation? Graduation. Yeah. Yeah. So we re-premiered that in a new format. Yeah, well, I like that one. Uh, so our, our new, as we've, we've said over the past couple weeks, our new experiment is just the shortest bits of the most story. Um, and so we have some content from the past that fits that description but was folded in with other content. So now we're kind of piecing that back out. And then while he's in there, Peter kind of spiffs it up with a new edit, a new little... Well, Not from, little, pol uh, from, from a the polish of remastering, a re <laughs> remastering, yeah. visual remastering. The, from the, the, the original content, I think what we did uh, is we, we overshot when mm -hmm. we first started, and we were making these big, long pieces that had many segments, because we were trying to make some kind of like show, right? Right, and they it was kind of like, say, like introducing someone you never heard of with a five-hour special. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody's going to watch that. So we might have, like, <laughs> like, five, six, seven, eight different segments all put into one, like, ten-minute piece. So if somebody watched the, the what we are figuring, the way that most people watch YouTube is that you turn it on, and if you watch the first minute, you figure that that's what it's going to be like, the whole thing. Meanwhile, we've made like five different shows. And we made you a variety show. Exactly. But but nobody is expecting that, so they don't So we have all these bits and pieces that no one ever got to because they only watched the first minute or two. Yeah. Till till a segment ended. If because when I looked at the, the analytics of it all, the the people would drop off out about the same time that our first segment would, would, would end. So it was uh -huh. like, oh so the video They thought it was over. <laughs> But no, that we're just getting it started. We saved all the good ones for the end. Yeah. So no one ever actually got to them. So going back into these and chopping them up and reformatting some of them, putting music in because some of the early ones didn't have music. Mm -hmm. um, and just putting them out as these short little guys uh, is kind of another aspect to chopping things up into small. We're making new small videos. We're reformatting old videos but smaller. And we're chopping up our this talk show into mm -hmm. little smaller things. Yeah. Again, with a shotgun mentality of somebody might <laughs> it might catch somebody's eye. And this one in particular um, was an outliner outlier in that it's not totally improvised and it's not totally written. Mm -hmm. I what I did was so I filmed it on my way from mm -hmm. home to work, which is about a block. Um, and actually that day, so I go from home to work and back 
twice a day because I come home for lunch. And so the three back and forths, I kind of practiced it in my head and even like muttered it out loud to myself as I was walking to kind of get the timing to see if the story would finish in time for me to get to work. And so I, it really is actually pretty practiced, this one. Um, and then on my fourth way to work, um, I actually recorded it. And I think, you know, it worked out good. And that's why I can have some zingers in there without having actually written anything down. Um, and then when Peter edited it this time, I like that you kind of put this layer of distance in, in the... I mean, you made the screen more dark and, and like, a, a fuzzy television coming in. Like, you're getting a transmission from a distant land. And that came about from when I went back to listen to it, watch it. I mean, it was it, it had a couple of different, like, effects that I did color-wise to it originally. But the sound was... Is this, there was there a was, lady following me with a... There was that, but a then basket more... that was, like... No, no, there's a lady talking that you you can see in the background. But oh, okay. Bigger was that it was cicada season. Oh yeah. And the cicadas were just just all like the, no matter what I could do. I mean, in the the year since we've made it, we've learned a lot production wise. And no matter what I did, I couldn't just get because you used a mic for it, right? Or I believe not. I did. Yeah. And even with a mic, I, the, I still couldn't kill the how loud they so it's loud. insanely loud. It's like you were talking in a trash can or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found if I put it through some filters that made it sound like you were talking through an old transistor radio, mm. that boosted you up and the background noise down. So then that gave me the idea of like I should take if that if it sounds easier to listen to. And easier for me to put background music into, mm-hmm. um, because there wasn't enough room. The skates were so loud that I couldn't put music into it, because it was just like this. <sighs> mm-hmm. But that boosted your voice up, boosted the cicadas down, I could put music under it, and then it made me realize that like I should make this look like it's a transistor transmission from another universe or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so that gave the whole look to it. And I put like all kinds of glitches and stuff into it to make it theatrically more exciting. But that's just to kind of go along with covering up that goddamn cicada noise. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think thematically it works while I'm talking about like misunderstanding mm. in culture versus out culture. And, and yeah, that this would be a transmission from afar. Yeah. <laughs> because it's all a transmission from afar. And are we copying or are we making it our own? In the case of these these kindergarten robes, I mean, I still think they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But oh, and this is, that's, and that's the thing that people do, so they don't think it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing, too, with this different format of not only is the presentation different, mm-hmm. but uh, in, in the end part, I was able to put in photographs oh, yeah, of yeah. the actual things that we didn't put in initially because it didn't actually fit into the presentation that we did. That's right, that's right. So, uh, in this new format... So I you can actually see what I'm talking about. Yeah, and it's, it's just really quick, and like, there's the our advertisements for our videos and stuff are over it and stuff, but mm-hmm. at least you can kind of 
get a rough idea of like what we're talking about. Well, and I liked because I only took still photos; I didn't take video. Yeah. Um, that you were able to kind of make that. I took enough photos in the same period of time that it does look like a, a stylistic yeah. uh-huh. jaggedy leap forward through time, um, which made me look really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, because that, that, as a not good photographer, um, the secret I've hit upon is volume. Mm-hmm. Just take a ton of photos, and then you can find the best one will be better than if you just took two photos, and then you only have two to choose from. Yeah, which is, uh, that's... What I, th- I think even professional photographers yeah. rely on that. As well. When you look at the the thumbnails that a photographer comes back with from a shoot, it's just, it's a stack in the, like the, when they put it all across the light table. Yeah. I mean, in the old days, now yeah. you just flip through the screen, but <laughs> in the old days, they flop it all on a light table with uh, just like thousands of shots. And yeah. you like, go through and figure out ones that look best for your client, and then you take that to the artist or whoever it is yeah. and you all sit down with them. now you've got a couple hundred of them to look yeah. through <laughs> eventually you get down to that one shot which is I, I think but yeah no no one is just taking one shot yeah uh, you non-professionals <laughs> are just taking one shot even if you're like setting stuff up in a studio with the perfect lighting and everything yeah. like that you're still taking hundreds and hundreds of shots and and I think that's something that like like I noticed from like making thumbnails for our videos mm-hmm for for on, on YouTube the thumbnails that we you see, mm-hmm. um, I don't really bother ever doing too many shooting things because I'll just take it right from the video because I have an actual. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's digital, I've got a pretty good yeah, quality shot of like what twenty four frames frames per <laughs> second times however long. Yeah, and the, the thumbnail itself is tiny yeah. anyway, so it doesn't have to be like you know it's not going to be a poster on a wall or something like that. So. By the time it's all shrunk down, you've got the, about as high as quality as you want. But I've got, yeah, all those shots that I can choose from. They're like, that one's a little blurry. There's, there's she's squinting in this one. There's a <laughs> cicada in that one. <laughs> so I can pick and choose from that. Yeah. But that makes you a professional. So pay me. <laughs> I'll send you my invoice in the morning. Um... Yeah, so that that was that video. The um, other thing that we have... Yes, tell me. ...is uh, the Chinese Park Dance that we just put out last night. Chinese Park Dance. That is you with the umbrella in the rain. The commons. Is it the glitchy one? Or is it just all of them? That's uh, the one... Uh, that, that's all of them put together. Oh, okay. the, the music video. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, so this was... We broke them down into individual segments. Originally, it was for you, your your spoken word piece. Yeah, and like a, a Jack Handy deep thoughts kind <laughs> of thing. And this was all those different segments that we've done prior. Yeah. All chopped down no. to make a music video. Yeah. That was a fun morning. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was still on vacation. I don't know. I remember being vacation, and I just, it was like a rainy day, but I had wanted a rainy day, because that was part of the aesthetic, the color and the gloom and the, the umbrella, so I was just dancing with an umbrella around our apartment complex and then around the park, and because it was, it wasn't like super rainy, but it was rainy enough that people weren't really out, so nobody 
really bugged me. And so I was just like dancing everywhere. And actually public dancing is not a weird thing to do in China. Well, I, I mean, usually you do it in a group of people, <laughs> you know, like do it by yourself with props. But it's um, as uh, for the description, I just put it up last night, so you haven't read it probably. Mm. But in the description, I, I gave a a description that it's a that this as a video is a tribute to the women huh. across across China and I'll every single it. park. Um, I mean, that wasn't the initial intention, <laughs> but by the time we put it together, it, it yeah. does look like it's a tribute, which is interesting because your dad wrote about it that it. Uh, I can't find. Oh, he right. Reminds me of your earliest videos of parks full of people dancing. There you go. There. It's true. <laughs> also, um, as long as we're going through that, rooftops had that funny comment of brought back memories of an interpretive dance I used to do at summer camp when I worked. At, I worked at once upon a time. The dance was called the Dance of the Trout with music by Schubert. <laughs> Which I love. That I like. I did interpretive dance when I was a kid too. It wasn't good, but it was fun. Um, but the trout by Schubert is the song our dryer plays or washer plays when it's done. <laughs> which, if you have a Samsung, your dry your washer might play it too. It goes do 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 do. Yeah. The notes. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's as. Peter found out today that's an actual piece of music and yeah. has words. It's about a trout. I know Schubert. I know the song. But I didn't know it was anything more than a dryer song. No. Yeah. No, it's a, it's about going fishing for a trout and a, a, a bystander watching a fisherman. The poem was written, the words were written by someone else. Separately. Schubert just set the music. But the poem is about watching a fisherman. And, I like the idea. But the, his, the observer's sympathies lie with the trout. I, I like that, that as simplistic as the lyrics would be, mm -hmm. that Schubert would be like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not touching that subject. I don't have the, the authority with words. <laughs> man with trout was <laughs> something that he had to defer the intent to uh, the professional. The uh, other person, uh, John Scoville, mm -hmm. of... Uh, his other channel, Explain Me, mm -hmm. or Explain Myself with Me. That's his podcast? That's his podcast, so everyone, and it's a podcast too, and yeah. it's a vidcast, so everyone check that out. Uh, writes that he thought that the umbrella cam was rad. I thought it was rad too. <laughs> I like zip tied it. We, as we've discussed, we have a cheapy knockoff uh, GoPro, GoPro action cam, and so I zip tied it to the end of the umbrella and then just like swung it around. It's really uh, effective. It was work. a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely, in editing it, there's definitely a lot of parts where I got myself dizzy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. But when I found, like, the right parts, usually, like, with, like, an arc, or, like, when you're moving your arm up. That makes because, sense, because like, that would be the slowest. Yeah. And so you get, like, these cool dramatics, which is the ones that I kept in there. You yeah. see, like, really yeah. cool to look at. But, uh, yeah, great video. Super happy with me. One of like the simplest things I've written, mm -hmm. but I think from that standpoint of I liked it uh, that it caught the kind of melancholy wistfulness. A little bit of satire in there. That I, yeah, a little yeah. bit of Tom Waits. Because that was that was a bit that I just like kind of woke up with complete in my mind. Mm. One of those. And I think it was, it's interesting too because it worked really well as 
for those spoken word pieces that it was written for. Mm-hmm. And then by the time of like, well, I wrote it as like the pieces themselves were like really short, like sometimes like thirty seconds. Mm. But I was like, there's a whole like three minute song here, so I, like, <laughs> I want to make a music video out of it. So mm-hmm. it worked for multiple purposes. And uh, you're allowed to. You're the publisher. <laughs> you're allowed to. <laughs> Send it to press. Did we publish anything else? I think that is any new stuff. Pretty much it. We're sitting on some new stuff. Oh, we had. Did we talk about vacation in Qingdao? Maybe we didn't. That may have been at the beginning of the week. Okay, I don't think that we talked about it last week. So that's that's a Peter says video where he explains how to go on vacation in Qingdao. Um, which we did which, at one yeah. point. We did our f- first or second year in China. Yeah, I want to say second. I think so. maybe that's right. our second. Our, our first. Oh first yeah, our summer. first. Our first. Because our first so summer. Hot. That's right. That's right. And then we ended up blogging about it on on paper. I almost said <laughs> on, on about in, the fold with words on our blog hellouncleforeigner.com. Check it out. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. You can't subscribe. It's just a blog. Go to the website <laughs> if you know how to do that anymore. Um, Put it in your feed. We. That was another time we were trying out like really super short, short, short stories. Mm. But that had the effect of like we were publishing one every day. So we were still talking about our summer vacation well into October. And I yeah. remember even like my dad, who like is more invested than a random stranger on where in the world I am. It's like, are you guys still in Qingdao? We were only there for a week, but we no, got like we three months of week, stories out of it. But we broke it down into like micrometers worth of stories. You made a game out of it? Yeah, I did. I, that's, I, I hate programming in JavaScript, but <laughs> this is how I learned I hate programming in JavaScript. <laughs> I made a... Because Qingdao is renowned for... It has a lot of European-style architecture because it was occupied... Or it was a concession to the Germans after World War One, I, I believe. They would have given the Germans territory after World War Two. I don't think. I don't, I don't know. Look up your own history. But so the Germans were there. Yeah, it was, it was. It was something. They were there sometime in the early 1900s. That's why in the video I said it was a world war. Oh yeah, because we we're too lazy to look at history. <laughs> um, I think it was World War One though. Um, and what? Oh, so the game I made was picking buildings in Germany and picking buildings in Qingdao, and you oh, yeah. had to guess which country the building was in. Yeah, um, and if you rolled over, you could yeah, yeah. the flag would pop up. Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was super ambitious that it took you like weeks to put together. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a strong JavaScripter, and but at, you did. at the time, I didn't know. Well, we were still on Tumblr. So I'd like cut and paste all the script mm. into a Tumblr entry, which is n- not best practice. <laughs> um, and now I would know how to do it differently, but at, at the time, that's what I knew how to do, and so I did it. Um, yeah. And now, now I now my stance is that JavaScript is terrible for security, but it's really that I hate JavaScript. <laughs> um, so that's why our website does not really have beyond that game in JavaScript. I'm talking a lot about. Yeah, we have. I love programming, (laughs) (laughs) but you hate it. I do. We, but yeah, there's a lot of that. I don't. I don't know how many posts that was. I want to say like ten or fifteen or something ridiculous. Thirty or something. It was a lot. 
Because it was like, we would break down, we went on a, a food, food and drink crawl. And I think like, we went to like 10 places in a day. And then for that day, we wrote about each place as a separate entry. So we would like, one day of vacation was 10 blog entries. It, yep. just, it just got bloated. But that's part of what we were trying at that time to to do the same thing that we were doing now. Yeah. Of like let's let's really ring out the story and tell everything that we possibly can. And also, we were going through a service journalism phase of the block too, because I think mm-hmm. it started out as just a personal thing for us to have our memories and for our friends and families to keep up with us. And then we kind of stepped up our game a little bit, and then we were like, well, what if we were China bloggers? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of at the time that that was... It was definitely... I mean, China blogging was... Failing or over. Uh, blogging itself, because I, I think we've talked about it before, that, that when we were leaving, like in 2010, 2011... Yeah. We were looking for any kind of information of it. Because we knew there were people he- here. It yeah. wasn't like this was a walled off, never... Yeah, so we were like... In. And I couldn't even, like, blogs, that was the end of everyone's blog. Yeah. Everyone had just finished their, like, well, we've been here for three, ten years. We're I done. either got my book deal, my television yeah. deal, or nothing. So it's over. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there was some... So... But yeah, but we did go through a period of, like, are we bloggers and we or travel bloggers and let's go to restaurants and let's go to places and we'll just we'll have so much information and people will come to us as a resource yeah what the hell why not um, and then we forgot that we didn't like doing that so we did the same <laughs> thing when we started youtube yeah <laughs> i mean it's an easy place to start because yep. it is like you look at the things around you and you give information about the things around you and well people, and also and it's also like well-known interests of other people to come to you for food and travel. Yeah, I mean, that's there's no one is actually looking for... And what we're doing now... No one's is looking, looking for, like, esoteric musings on mortality while living <laughs> in China. <laughs> right. Everyone's looking for, I'm coming to China, where do I stay and what do I eat? Yeah. And, you know... But what? that's also a super crowded market, even if yep. we were, like, super in love with doing it. And it's also super limited, too. At some point, you have covered... I mean, yeah. China's a giant country, but, like, at some point, like, you've been to the major places that people want to go, and mm-hmm. then what else do you do, like, after... And you just have to keep it updated, because everything's opening and closing. Like... Yeah. We right. brought we brought a, a hard copy Lonely Planet with us, because um, from way back, I'm a Lonely Planeter. Um, again, at the tail end of gag books <laughs> when we were coming <laughs> in China. But, so, like, there was, especially by our second and third year here... Um, the places in the physical book were just, they didn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, we, we kept going to places that were like, what are you talking about? This place is, has this yeah. ever existed here? We yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so, so that that I point, mean, that's, that's... There's plenty of places that, that we've talked about in blogs or blogs that, like, don't even bother going there. There's nothing there anymore. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, like, when we got to a certain point... As after that had happened to us enough, like, I don't want to maintain mm. our blog. I want to maintain our blog in terms of, like, writing about what we're doing now. I don't want to go back and fact check. Is blah, blah, blah still open? Is this still across the street from this? Yeah. Because um, especially in China, more so I'd say than other places I've been, 
Businesses are opening and closing all the time. And it's or even, changing management, or even, like, even moving. Yeah, not even just like small businesses, like things like malls. Like we had the, the person that was just asking about Computerland the other day, last oh, week. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I started to answer it, and I was like, hmm, I don't, I don't actually... I didn't even know the answer of online, because like, my first, second thought was Taobao. My first thought was Computerland. I'm like... No, I, is that even there still? Like, that's <laughs> some extent. It's still there. Computer world is still there. <laughs> and then it was like Taobao, like, well, but we wouldn't really buy, oh, but we bought some of our stuff at a Mac store, but it's not a real Mac store. Well, we went to Chengdu for that. You know what? I can't. Yes, <laughs> this is your job. Yeah, yeah. Computer world is there. If you want something real good and real specific, go to Chengdu or order it on JD.com. JD.com is way more reliable than Taobao and has built its name on being authentic but more expensive, because it's authentic. That, and that's the info. <laughs> but if your printer breaks, haul it on down to Computer World and they'll fix it. They fix ours. There you go. <laughs> that's up to date as of right now, but don't follow that tomorrow. Because yeah, this printer... Well... Don't get me started on printers. They're a lost leader, and they're... Terrible. I did, I did, what, you printed out our scripts on it, other than that. Yeah. Printed out a picture of a hamburger the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no printers are good. No printers are good because those companies just want to sell you ink. And what good is printing for anyways? Mad Magazine yeah, just so. closed. <laughs> Mad true. Magazine is over. But I just got my hole punch. <laughs> <laughs> my four hole punch. Oh. Which can adapt into a three hole punch, I think. That's just for in-house use now. That's okay. I'm, I'm making books. I'm making books just for me. <laughs> There's no more books out there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how people work without printing stuff out. Especially doing Everything's stuff. on tablet, though, I would imagine, in the office. I mean, we've left before. We all went with our tablets and our hand written pads to our but even, at work. I mean, like, maybe, maybe this is so old-fashioned of me, but even our website specs, like I would, our wireframe I draw out on a piece of paper before I start to design it. Well, yeah, but the, the, when you're in-house, though. Like, if you, were at, if you were still at the paper, do you think anyone is coming in there with a pad of paper other than, like, maybe one or two other people? Well, but here's the thing. It's because we still printed out... Um, the pages that we were working on because screen uh mm, but we worked at a newspaper that's all but, that's what, I, but that's what i'm saying i guess all the industries, that was almost 10 years all the ago. industries that you need to look at are closing because i mean like that's that's maybe a perfect example is when we proofread on the screen mm-hmm. so many more mistakes got through there's just something and maybe Everyone was my age or older, so maybe there was paper bias. Maybe kids can maybe just couldn't on the see screen. as well. <laughs> they, <everyone laughs> no, but there's something about like a physical piece of paper that you can write on and yeah, yeah. circle the, the well, mistakes. You know, also, you have if you, you publish something, it doesn't have to go to the press anymore. You just press the button, and then you could go back and retract right, that at any the, point in there's time. Still, like there's could, still a stage where you need to look at a physical piece of paper. Is there? For proofreading. Is there, though, anymore? I don't know. Uh, are you saying people don't proofread? 
I mean, that's possible. Maybe they, they proofread on their tablets or on their screen. But that's not as effective. You're not as good as, at that. You're right, but if there is more mistakes, I mean, I, there, I see mistakes all the time online on full publications. I mean, and that's like, that's maybe the sad thing is the the budget cuts are like, well, we don't need proofreaders right. anymore. Well, we saw how we we proof, treated proofreaders in the office. Not well, but the the proofreaders who worked for AM New York were, <laughs> were some of the most professional people that worked at that office. I feel like right. Um, when when we they did. were part time, but they took their job very seriously. All of them, I felt like. Well, yeah, and some of them, <laughs> they've either gone beyond it or run it now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So they, they did their job that well. Yeah. But, I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, when I'm revising writing, I print it out. I don't read it off my tablet. Right. But um, what I'm saying is that I see people at professional publications that things are, if, as long as it's not, like, the content, like, I got something wrong that, like, I, I quoted somebody... You know, well, fact checkers and, are endangered too. Right, but you can fix that like right away if someone's like, "You misspelled the." Well, I can go back and fix that like from the toilet. I guess, but wasn't that always a big deal when we like had corrections to send? Because you're sending it to a printer. Oh, oh, you're saying they're not physically printing papers anymore? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's like. Hi- hyperbolic Mag Magazine just closed. Oh, no. <laughs> did you even know it was still open? No, but I did see the headline that they aren't, um, they aren't, they're just rerunning old content. Online? Yeah. Yeah, well, they can pr- still print thick books that you can go to a, a bookstore, as we used to call them, <laughs> and, and buy the, the reprints. I don't know, I, just, I think the pa- more papers being printed than your... In your millennial future world, <laughs> but, <laughs> millennials kill paper. But, but it's got to be far less than it ever has been. It is probably since less than it Gutenberg. is before. But like, my parents still get a paper. And we still get papers around here. Yeah, every I and the I've been considering signing up for Lujo Daily so I can practice my. But well, when I was a kid, they, they, there's there's a whole stack. Everybody. Everybody gets the paper. Everyone used to get the paper. <laughs> I remember as a kid, like, there would always be stacks of paper everywhere. In your yeah. classroom, in the office, in the house, in your friend's house, in the garage. Well, when when be... the EMP pulse gets us all, um, <laughs> then you'll see. We'll all be back to paper. paper. <laughs> now, I don't know why I've, I've adopted the crotchety old I'm, doomsayer position I'm, on this. I'm with you. The, 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 I mean, I... I love books. I love reading books as a pastime. The only reason I cottoned to my e-reader is that we moved to China and it's easier to move a Kindle than it would would have been to move like 120 That was our hardest part of moving was selling our entire And then like the first thing we did when we got here was started buying more paper books. But I I mean, like, looking at stuff on a screen... Well, it's not as it's fun. It's harder for me to work with. I, I, as a comic book reader, like, I don't buy comic books anymore, but the only way I can figure out what's going on in the world is of comic books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or the world in general, apparently, is by reading comic books online. So, though that's not fun at all to, to, to look at. Oh, yeah, I tried it once in a month. Yeah. 
Call me. Call me when Lujo gets a comic book store with English language comics. <laughs> and like, I mean, I think that people are picking up printed material less, but I think there's still, like, there's still whole jobs that you need to do by looking at it on paper. Our brains don't handle digital so renderings what, as well as so we do can't get analog. Rid of printers, but we're getting rid of printing presses. I guess. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we're not getting rid of our printer. When it broke, I got it fixed. Yeah. If it breaks again, I'll get it fixed again. So there. <laughs> um. What else we got? I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to talk anymore? I don't know. Is there anything else that we're missing? Not really. We said goodbye to watch it last week. Watch it. Watch it. Unless you want to talk about the new video, the new movie we just, TV show we just started watching years on years on terror on years. Let's save that. Save it. What if we tease it right now? What yeah. is it? Years and years. It's a, it's a speculative fiction about the future. Um, if everything keeps going the way it is going now. It's the real existential horror. <laughs> Apparently what it was. I found myself, I ha we had the air conditioning on. So I had a blanket on and then I found myself watching from behind the blanket like this. <laughs> that's, I mean it's not. It's, it's a British, British show that's on the brink of, of nuclear war, or is yeah. a nuclear war. We've only watched the first episode so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, but, it, it's, but it's, terrifying. it's about like um, five to ten years in the future, and things things are are downhill from here. Yeah. So you can imagine. If you take the worst of what's happening now and follow that through, yeah, I guess is what the show is about. Yeah, yeah. And so there's five more episodes, and I'm terrified to watch every single yeah. one of them. But if you're following along at home. That's what we'll be doing. Yeah. So we'll give you a basil update. We'll give you a TV update. Stay with us for all the all the hits. Wow! 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 Noodles to you.